Yo, what's going on, everybody? Uh, it's the J and J podcast. JC here with me. Um, we're putting football to the side for this one. Uh, all my NBA lovers, we're we back. We talking basketball. We haven't talked about it since opening week. Uh, but how you doing, my guy? How's how you doing? How's how's basketball treating you? Uh, I mean, besides the Celtics sucking ass, and I, I like that. There's no favorite. I mean, the East lot is wide open. The West, I mean, the, the, there's a lot of teams that are shocking me in the West. Like, I didn't think Memphis was going to be as hot as they are right now. Mm-hmm. No, I, and, you know, I both, both L.A. teams are kind of subpar, but I feel like, you know, chemistry-wise with the Lakers and health-wise with the Clippers, they'll be better, you know, around springtime. But, you know, the, the we'll get to the West right now because the, those – the, the top three right now are just – I can't – I don't know who's going to win that conference. If, you know, I know it's far away. We're not even at the All-Star game. But Suns, Warriors, Grizzlies, I mean, anybody could take that if that's the conference championship. There's no clear-cut favorite in the West either. Absolutely. Um, I mean, you know, pre- talk about the West, you know, three months into the season. Uh, it's, it's, been, it's been very top-heavy. Uh, to say the least, um, comparing the, the two standings, the West really the East has owned the West this season, um, which is historically speaking is odd. The West has always been the superior conference, but um, let let's just start from the top. I kind of wanted to talk about the Suns a little bit. Um, they kind of surprised me too. I know you mentioned Memphis being the surprise team. I agree, but the Suns really. I didn't think they were going to continue making this 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 run that they had last year in the finals. I think they were going to kind of take a step back with DeAndre Eaton's contract situation. Um, I think I thought Chris Paul was kind of going to take a couple games off. Um, but really, all around this team, this team has played together. Uh, Monty Williams got them to play every game. Devin Booker's obviously looking like the MVP that he is um, when he's healthy. So... He's had missed a good chunk of games too, and the fact that they're thirty-four and nine—that's very impressive. So, um, I want to give the Suns their flowers. They've annoyed the fuck out of me since um, they beat us in the playoffs last year and against the Lakers. But um, besides that, this team's been doing great. Number one, deservedly so. Um, but I don't know if there's any more additional thoughts you have on the Suns. I, I kind of have questions that they're going to continue this. I don't think they're going to end up being the number one nor two seed, in my opinion. But uh, I don't know if there's anything you wanted to add with them. Mm. No, I mean, we, we talked about it the last time we had a basketball episode. Like, we thought that Aiden contract was going to be a lot more looming over them than it is. And, you know, I'm surprised that they weren't able to get a contract extension, obviously, you know, that, that deadline's already passed. But I, I still feel like I agree with you. I don't feel like they're going to be a top two seed in the West. That, I feel like the depth they have, uh, it's not going to be enough. It's, you're basically running the same team back with the – besides uh, McGee and uh, Landry Shamit coming into the mix. But, you know, when it comes down to the playoffs and the finals, that they make it, which, I mean, that – there's a shot. I'm not going to say they don't have a shot, but, you know, I I think it's just going to come down to the size like it did last year. And I, don't, I don't think you can put all your faith in McGee if, you know, Aiden gets hurt or, um, you know, something happens, you know, if he gets help, if he gets hurt or um, just depending on the matchup. But it, Crowder, you can't trust them. Bridges is very streaky. 
And the only two reliable pieces are CP and Devin Booker. And, you know, once you kind of figure them out, who's going to step up for the Suns? That's my only question. With the Warriors and the Grizzlies, I mean, they're, they're so deep. I mean, it's going to be those two, I think, in the end to pull it out of the – to pull it out of the West. So I don't know if you feel the same way. I don't know who you have taking over the top two seeds if it's not Phoenix. I think it's going to be Grizzlies and Warriors one and two. Not in order, but just either or. Yeah, no, and it's I all mean, said and done. I think uh, I can't tell you right now uh, who's going to come out the West. I, if I had to pick one, I'll probably pick the Warriors. Just because yeah. you know, Clay Thompson's back, it's a huge difference. They've, this team's been playing lights out, lights out. Like you said, we'll, we'll talk about the Grizzlies right now in a bit. I kind of have some stuff I wanted to talk about them. But the Warriors really have been another surprise team. Um, I expected them to make playoffs and kind of make some noise, but this team's looking like the favorite now uh, coming out of the West. Curry's been lights out. He's kind of died out a little bit, but I expect him to pick it back up. I think he's just kind of getting acclimated with, with Clay coming back. Um, getting used to playing with him again. Clay's getting his feet wet right now, uh, getting into basketball shape. Um, the one X factor is Draymond Green. He's He's been out. He's going to continue to be out for a bit. Um, I know there's an update today that he's not going to get surgery, so um, that's good news. But um, once he gets back, I'm curious to see how all three come back and play together. And if they look yeah. like the old Warriors, man, I, I can really – I don't have any doubts they'll make the finals. Um, with the Splash Brothers making a return. So this team's been really good. Gary Payton, the second, uh, I don't know what his nickname is. They like to call him the mitten. He doesn't like it. I think it's the glove junior or some shit like that. Um, I, he's yeah, I wouldn't like that either. The mitten. Yeah, it's a very odd nickname. But uh, he's been playing great too. So they've been picking up players really that not a lot of people have heard of or really expected to do good. Um, and they've been doing good. Uh, Kelly Oubre, no, not Oubre, excuse me, uh, Porter. Uh, Porter Jr. has been playing great. Wiggins out of nowhere, man. The dude's been playing like the number one pick in the draft. So, yeah, it's been and, – and the crazy thing is we don't we – ha we haven't even talked about Wiseman. Like, the dude hasn't been back yet. I don't know when he's supposed to be back, but I heard it's going to be soon. Um, so when he gets back too, who knows what this team's going to look like. So they have a lot mm -hmm. of – you talked about death with Phoenix – I, the Warriors, I think, are, are the yeah. second the second deepest team in the West, and um, that's very interesting. They have every they have all the right rest ingredients. Uh, they have the depth. They have the, the 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 two or three superstars that you need in one squad to make it. So, um, who knows? This team could could win it if they stay healthy. Yeah, and I mean, the Warriors against anybody in the East. I mean, that's I would favor the Warriors right now if I'm just looking at it. You know, at a blank slate right now, but yeah, I mean, like like you said, Steph, he's kind of getting cold, but you know, I, I feel like because it's kind of like with what's going on with KD, like he kind of broke down at the end, um, and that's why he got hurt. So, you know, it's kind of what's going on with Steph. I feel like they use him a lot, and I know he he wasn't really breaking down like KD was, but you know, it, it happens. He's not gonna be flaming hot all year, so. You know, it, it, it's understandable. Clay's coming back. He's trying to get acclimated. Yeah, like you said, Draymond, to me, if he can kind of resemble what he did in that KD run of the Warriors or even before that when it was just the Splash Bros. I mean, I, I don't see anybody beating them when it comes down to crunch time in the playoffs. But, you know, we'll see what happens health-wise. Anything can happen. 
And yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it with the Warriors. But the Grizzlies, man, we have to talk about the Grizzlies. With what's going on with them and the rise of John Morant, do you think with what he's doing on both sides of the ball, you think he has a chance of winning MVP? Absolutely. I think the national media is kind of giving him that 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 attention now. Um, I know this week Stephen A was was you know all up on him, and I, I a lot of the Grizzlies Twitter and and them are kind of like hating him for it, saying you know now you want to talk about us now 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 you're giving us that attention blah blah blah. Um, so I I think he can win it if he keeps this going if Memphis keeps playing the way they're playing, but. Uh, I mean, you can't. You're gonna get the Curry's. You're gonna get the Giannis's. You're gonna get the LeBrons, the KDs. They're all gonna be in the mix, and uh, he's gonna have to work extra hard to get it. And like Jokic did. I mean, Jokic isn't even in the conversation, in my opinion. He's statistically, he's been having a great season, even better than last year. So um, he's gonna have to work hard for it, and and so far so good. But I don't think he's the favorite just yet. Yeah, I mean. With what he's doing, man, he just takes leaps every single year. and It's just surprising. You don't expect a young guy like this to keep making these jumps over and over and over. Like, Giannis was the last guy to do it, obviously. But Moran, I didn't think he was going to be this quick. I knew he was a superstar in the making. You know I love John Moran. He reminds me of a D. Rose, Westbrook hybrid. And, you know, I, I just didn't think it was going to be this quick. And Memphis should not be complaining about anything. What have you guys done the last 15 years to warrant any sort of attention? I mean, you kind of gave Utah, you know, a fight, a, a fight somewhat last year. But, you know, they're, they're doing good now. Now they're, they're getting their respect and their props like they should. But they shouldn't be complaining. Like, come on, bro. What have you guys been doing? It's more of a small market. I mean, I can understand it. I mean, you went have, yeah. when was the last time people really talked about the Grizzlies? Mm. Um, even when they yeah, were like, exactly. what, the number one seed with with Zebo and them, I don't think many people took them serious. And I think this is this is a different feel. I think a lot of people are like, you know, John Morant's the real deal, top five player in the league, blah blah blah. Um, so it's different. But another another shout I wanted to give to to uh, the Memphis Grizzlies is is uh, TCU's own Desmond Bain. The dude's a baller. He he's like Morant, and that's kind of why I think this team. Has has excelled the way they have is they just are they don't give a shit about anybody they don't they're not they're not afraid of the LeBrons the Currys the Durants they will come at your face dude they're like a Pat Beverly but better they know these guys actually know how to play basketball um so this this team they're all like this but Desmond Bain really is the I think the biggest trash talker of this team but this man could back it up one hundred percent he had that scuffle with LeBron last time they played. In LA, so um, if he's doing it there, I noticed even the game after they played the Warriors in Memphis, he's even had he even got a had a scrap there with with a couple of the players on the Warriors. I know there's that meme right now. Stephen Adams is lifting the dude from the Bulls um, yeah. out of Morant. So this team talks shit, dude. They talk shit. They back it up. They get under your skin, and I love it, man. This is like kind of old school play, old school type of, of basketball they're doing. Not in terms of what they're doing X's and O's on the court, but their attitude towards the game, and it's it's fucking enjoying. It's it, it's very exciting to watch. Yeah, there's, you know, the reason why I, I give them a shot, I mean, they kind of remind me of Phoenix last year. If 
Mm-hmm. If a couple teams get hurt and it breaks right for them, I wouldn't be surprised if they're in the finals. But ultimately, I don't see them winning it if they get there because I feel like they need one more star next to Morant. And they, they need to make one more move. And I know it's kind of controversial to say that because they're clicking on all cylinders with the people they got. But I think they're one move away from actually being a serious threat on both sides of the, uh, you know, for, for the actual finals. I mean, you know, if they can upgrade that Steven Adams position, I, I, I don't see anybody really touching them as far as the West. I mean, the East, like, who knows who's coming out of there? That's going to be a dog fight once it gets to the playoffs. But, I mean, I think, and I, I've seen a couple, like, you know, trade rumors and all that stuff. Like, what do you think about Sabonis on this team? If they can get him. That would be before, nice. Like a Turner or something. Yeah. That would be nice. I mean, they have Steven Adams and, uh, you know, a couple. Of, they have – this team is deep, dude. Like, the Grizzlies are the deepest team in the league. That's why I said the Warriors are second. Um, I, But I think in addition, like, a Sabonis – would be sexy. I think it wouldn't be a superstar next to John Morant, but he would easily be the second best player in this team. Um, kind of get yeah. a little bit uh, off the load here with their workload. So I like it. I think they need a, another big man who can make plays. Steven Adams isn't that guy. Adams will get you. He'll get the dirty work done. He'll he'll you know he'll he'll do what's needed to win the game, but he's not going to give you those flashy assists and points that that John Morant's going to probably need to rely on here and there. So I like it. Sabonis maybe is a good one. Uh, I think he's better than Miles Turner. I think Miles Turner is like an Adams where, you know, if you need the dirty work done, he'll get it done for you. But I think Sabonis would be a sexier pick and a, a bit more fit for this team, needing somebody who can shoot threes, you know, rebound, make plays for you, this and that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, if you, you want to get to your Lakers, yeah, of course. Um, well, I mean, Let's just go down the, the standings real quick. Jazz, I mean, nothing new. Same team, same, you know, nothing's changed for them. They've been good, of course. Up and down, very. Uh, Conley's there, Gobert, you know, Mitchell, Jordan, Clarkson. So, really not much to talk about this team. They, they haven't changed much. They, they're the team that we expect yeah. them to be. Uh, number 50, Dallas. Listen, if I were to tell you Dallas is a top five defensive team, would you believe me? No, absolutely yeah, not. <laughs> yes, they are statistics. Excuse me, statistically a top five defensive team in the league. Um, never would have guessed that. You would think they're more offensive, you know, guru with with JC Kidd, a head coach. But no, this team's very good defensively. Um, I had the stats in my hand. I I gotta pull them up soon, but. Um, Luca's been doing great, um, but he needs help. I think this team could be easily top two in the league if they had somebody. We just talked about it with John Morant. He needs another guy out there with him that, that he can rely on to get them points. I think Luca needs it desperately. I think he needs it more than Jaw because the difference is Memphis is very deep, as I mentioned. They have a lot of role players who step in and, and can and can play ball. I think Dallas has struggled with that. Like, you know, if Kristoff doesn't get it going, if Luca's the only one, it really – it's going to be a long night for Dallas, but I think this team's doing great. I think they're doing pretty good for what they have. Um, they, they're they the ones that desperately need a trade deadline move, in my opinion. I think yeah. the bonus would be great here if they didn't have Porzingis or a Turner. Um, so they are looking out there. They're in the market for one, so that'll be nice. That'll be an interesting um, 
interesting thing to look at for Dallas. But I don't know if there's any more you wanted to add with them. Yeah, I mean, Dallas to me, Lucas should have never came in as bad as, as bad of shape that you know, like he did last year. I know last year he had a little more excuse because he didn't know when they were going to start. But, you know, it's crazy that they're top five. I would have never guessed that as far as defense. But, um, you know, for Zingas, they need to they need to figure that out. If he's if they're gonna stay if he's gonna stay with them or they're gonna move him because if you're Mark Cuban and the Dallas Bass from Bass I, I don't I don't understand how they're not making moves to upgrade that position I mean they have somewhat decent assets and they have picks I mean I would be trying to swing for the fences you know Luca's gonna be in his prime for not you know he's young but he's not gonna be in his prime forever so. I don't know who you got them making a deal for, but I, I think Sabonis will be perfect for them, but I don't know what you think. No, that's I think he's this is a, a match matchup made in heaven right here with match made in heaven here with, with Sabonis and and joining this team, and to be quite honest with you, because uh, Luca does so much for this squad. I think he needs another offensive type of guy who who can yeah. get his own shot, um, you know, can throw out this shot on assist when needed. Um, I think you're not going to get that in Porzingis. Porzingis is more of a pick and roll guy, three and three and three and D kind of guy. So um, Luca desperately needs one, and I think this is the perfect, perfect addition if 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 Mark Cuban can find a way to pull the trigger here with him. I mean, moving on to the Nuggets, um, they they've been the most disappointing team to me in the West. I will say, you know me, I I spoke highly of them. I thought they were going to be a number one seed this year. Um, they've been very, very disappointing. I mean, nevertheless, they they're in the playoff hunt. Jokic, like I said earlier, they, he's he's had better numbers this year than he had last year, and he was an MVP. Um, wanted to hear your thoughts. This is kind of a, a low key under the table type trade, but what are, what are your thoughts on this three team trade they had uh, last last night with with Forbes coming to town, Bull Bull finally leaving with the surgery he's going to get? I uh, wanted to hear. Uh, I think that was more like money dumps. I, I feel like they're kind of gearing up for, you know, more moves in the future. But on all all three sides of the deal, you know, I, I don't I don't feel like any of them are really team changing. Bull Bull and Dozier, 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 I don't know how into the Celtics. That's not really gonna make any difference for them, unless they're they're looking to trade, you know, a bit more assets for a bigger piece. I don't know, but um. Yeah, I mean, Bryn Forbes adds shooting, which, you know, Jokic needs all the shooters he can get. But, I mean, yeah, I completely agree with you. They're, they're very disappointing. And the biggest disappointment is that contract they gave them Michael Porter Jr. I mean, that the health that he's been going through. And, obviously, you know, he, he had one of the worst medicals going into the draft. And now, you know, they signed him to a, a super max. And... You know, I, I said it when it happened. They, he robbed you guys. Like, he, as far as Nuggets fans and all that, like, he robbed them big time. Like, I didn't see why would they jump, you know, like, oh, we need to resign them now, now, now. Like, I never understood that move. And, you know, it's kind of biting them in the ass as far as cap goes. And I feel like that's why they're making all these moves to kind of relieve some cap because, I mean, they're, they're kind of fucked until Murray gets back. So, yeah, I agree with you. They're, they're so disappointing with what's going on with them. 
Absolutely. I mean, I do like this trade I made. I mean, Bull Bull was going to get surgery. He was going to be out for the year pretty much. Um, you got something out of him at the end of the day. Um, he was supposed to go to Detroit, never made it through. Now you get – I mean, a lot of people in Denver really kind of were sad that Dozier had to leave. They had to pay the price to get rid of Bull Bull, but – I like Forbes. I don't think a lot of the Denver fans know understand that Forbes is kind of a, a baller, man. That guy's a very reliable role player in this team. Um, last year, he was huge for the Bucks. I know you talked about yeah. it. Um, so I, I, you know, coming back to San Antonio, I, I, I think this is huge for them. I, I, I think this is a low key piece. He could fill in kind of the MPJ role. Um, maybe not necessarily be the All Star, the superstar that they want the MPJ to do. But when Murray gets back. Forbes could get into the rotation, get you some very quality minutes with Jokic on the floor as well. Like you said, he's a very efficient shooter. Uh, Jokic can always dish it out to him. He's going to find him always. Jokic is a, a great passer. So I really like this. I feel like Forbes um, kind of already understands maybe a little how to play with Jokic, just knowing how to play with Giannis. Kind of uh, got adjusted there with him in Milwaukee. Um, Jokic is kind of the same thing, very inside-out type of game. Um, and I, I, I really like it. I think Denver fans are going to fall in love with this guy after, after a month of basketball with Denver. Yeah, I mean, hopefully they can figure it out because, you know, Denver, the expectations with them every year is so high, and they always never pull through, so. Yeah, rightfully so, but, I mean, I just I, – I don't – I'm never going to take them serious ever. The, um, the Nuggets just played the Lakers not so long ago, and – a lot of people were trash talking me, like motherfuckers. I, I know, I know the Lakers are ass. Like, why do you keep trying to rub this into me? Like, literally, we have almost identical records, but it is what it is. We have a chip, they don't. Uh, but speaking of the Lakers, man, this is it. This is the talk of the night for me. Uh, this team's been very, very disappointing as well. Um, but I will say, Westbrook has been playing bad. Of course, I will say that. This yeah. is the one thing that I am very pissed off and disappointed about this team right now, the Lakers, is the effort that they are putting into their games. Like, people are blaming Westbrook for these games, and I understand that. Like, he's been ass. He's been playing bad a couple games here and there. But my issue is, and I told this to Thomas, too, it's not Vogel's fault. Like, Vogel, he's on the hot seat, of course, you know, the 22 and 22. This team does not know how to fucking play with effort. Like they're all veterans. Um, they they don't they don't play they don't hustle, dude. They don't like Vogel gives them the keys to start the car, and this team just doesn't start the car. Like I don't understand it. Like it, it all starts with LeBron too. I know LeBron's one of the greatest players of all time. This and that is in his nineteenth year. And this could play – this could possibly be the reason why, but LeBron doesn't play defense sometimes. And it kind of sets the standard with his teammates. Like, you know, if LeBron's going to play lazy defense, I'm going to play lazy defense. Like, he's got to yep. start showing effort on defense, LeBron. Like, he is capable of doing it. We've seen flashes of it all season where LeBron does a chase down. He does a steal. He locks on a good player on the other team. He doesn't do it often, and and this team just doesn't – it feeds off of that lazy energy. So the whole team starts to play bad defense. And it's not the fact that they're playing bad defense, not because they're not talented. They're playing bad defense because they're not putting in the effort or they have the energy to do it. So it's very disappointing to me. This is how you lose fucking games. And um, Vogel, I would say, not has not lost the team, but I feel like they need a fresh face there. 
uh, to kind of hype these guys and motivate the fuck out of these guys because it's not working with Vogel. And um, it's sad. To, and I told this to Thomas too. I want to say this one more thing. This is my end of my rant. It's sad to see these ten day these guys with ten day contracts play harder than the regular guys on the team. Stanley Johnson has been fucking trying to ball so hard. This guy is leaving it out on the floor every game because he knows this is a 10-day contract. I could be out of a job soon. Um, Isaiah Thomas, I think when he was there, I know he was getting bullied on defense, but um, he he made the effort to, to, you know, hustle for the balls and stuff like that. And it's just – it's embarrassing, man. And maybe it's just because it's a lot of veterans and veterans in this team, but they got to find it. They gotta, they gotta click, dude. They gotta find a way to start clicking, and it all starts with LeBron because I think he's not setting the standard correctly right now. I think what LeBron needs to do is sit out games. Um, I'd rather have you play a hundred percent of your game, like play as hard as you can uh, for five of the ten next ten games, than have you play every game but half acid all the time. I just don't like that, and I, I think LeBron, he doesn't. Nobody really talks about that, and, and, you know, they talk about his numbers, this and that. Yes, he's playing – he's great, putting up great offensive numbers, but the dude is not playing fucking defense most of the game, and it's hurting us bad, really bad. I mean, do you really think that Vogel's the reason, though? I mean, I, I – me personally, I mean, they should have never traded for Westbrook to begin with. I don't know what LeBron saw in Westbrook to say, hey, we need to make that move. Um, I, I just don't – again, you know, me and you talked about it at the beginning of the year. You know, Westbrook can take the load off. He's a, he's a dog, you know, he, this and that. But the thing with Westbrook is if he's cold, oh, man, he is ice cold. And he can't get that back. And, you know, it takes a while for him to get out of these slumps and then he doesn't play good on defense. and. He can't play off the ball, so it, it, it starts with those two. LeBron and Westbrook really need to figure it out. Obviously, AD not being healthy is very concerning. He can't stay healthy for more than two weeks, it seems like. And, you know, I, I just – it's more the chemistry with the team they have. I mean, they have a bunch of old dudes. And like you said, the, the fact that Stanley Johnson and Isaiah Thomas and Austin Reeves are the guys that are – trying to play the hardest when it should be the your stars. I mean, they need to figure that shit out. I don't know if it's per se Vogel's fault, but, I mean, like you said, LeBron needs to figure this shit out. Maybe he doesn't just sit out some games. They need to, you know, kind of retool, refocus. But they, they need to figure it out now because the All-Star game is right around the, the corner. And, you know, once it's past the All-Star game, you know that's when shit – Starts getting, you know, tense. Teams are trying to get the right playoff seedings. I know the Lakers don't want to be in the plane again. And I just don't – I don't know. I don't see any way this team figures it out to be a, a threat to the three teams that we talked about in the beginning. You know, I'm, I'm not worried about the, the Nuggets or anything with them. But, you know, when it comes to the Grizzlies and the Warriors and the Suns, they're they're gonna get blown out. It's gonna be a five six game series if they have to play those two again if they're in the plan. Oh yeah, I mean the the Lakers have been doing okay against the bad teams, uh, against the teams around there them in the standings. But when they play the Suns, they're gonna get their asses kicked. They have been uh, when they played the Grizzlies, they got swept to them by them this season. So. 
they're not ready to beat these better teams. Um, this is why I think they need to win as many games as they can to kind of get themselves in a good position, like you said, in the standings. Um, but I think um, it's it's not on Vogel. It's just I don't blame him for the shit they're doing on the floor. Like I said, he he can't. It's not like Vogel can go out there and play. Like he's the coach, but I just I just think he's in a bad spot right now. Um, wrong place at the wrong time. Like nobody. It's not that they don't respect him, but they need a fresh face. Like, at some point, they're tired of hearing the same old shit he says, this and that. And it's not that they hate him. It's just they're tired of hearing it. They want to hear something new. They need a fresh guy in there. And sometimes you need that, especially in, the, in professional sports. You need a new coach out there to really just get you going. And I think it's more LeBron really kind of not being a, a better leader, maybe not outside of the court. Like, he's an outstanding leader, one of the greatest men you could ever meet. But um, on the floor in terms of effort and setting the standard, I, I kind of think he's been a little off. And I think he's afraid to set out games because he knows they need to win every game right now uh, to stay in the standings of where they are. So I think he's afraid to set yeah. out. And I don't think he trusts his team to win them games uh, when he's sitting out. So I think he's forcing himself to play every game until Anthony Davis gets back. You'll notice when, when AD gets back, he's going to take some games off. LeBron will, guaranteed. Uh, I mean, I don't know when that's going to happen, though. I mean, AD, when was the last time he played? I don't even know when the last time he played was. I have no idea when Anthony Day is supposed to come back to either. I think after All-Star break, but uh, not too sure. That, that's ultimately what they're missing. I mean, the fact that LeBron's playing kind of de facto center right now because, you know, Dwight Howard and DeAndre Jordan aren't cutting it, I mean – it's kind of looking tough. Hopefully they can figure it out. But, yeah, I mean, the Westbrook trade really fucked them over big time. Cap-wise, they, they don't have any moves. They can't make any moves unless, uh, you know, John Wall becomes available and Westbrook goes back to Houston. But yeah, I don't I don't see that happening. No way. No yeah. Way. They're, they're kind of fucked with, as far as, you know, making moves at the deadline. Unless they're making small moves and they move THT or something like that. They, they this is a team. Will. They probably will. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna give out a fucking 20, 35 first-round pick and, and THT <laughs> for, for somebody that's going to help us try to win this season. And it's not going to – it's going to be stupid, dude. I hate when they do moves like that. Like, at some point, you just got to ride the ship and, and hope for the best. You should never be giving up. You know, assets from 20 years and and a and a and a young player like THT. Because another point I want to make is, I mean, the baby Lakers we used to call them Kuzma, Clarkson, oh. you know, freaking Ingram, Hart, Ball. Like all these guys are doing good in the league somewhere. Ever there, yeah. Kuzma the other day hit a game winner for the Wizards. So, I mean, these this they're they're all thriving leaving the Lakers and it sucks to see because they all could have just stood with us with AD and, and, you know, been the team that we are, but it's fine. It is what it is. Um, they need to stop doing shit like that. They, they cannot get rid of THT because then he's going to end up becoming a superstar on whatever team he's playing for. So got to be careful there. Yeah. I mean, we, that pretty much hits everything yes, on the sir. Lakers. Yes, sir. I mean, I, I, this is pretty much the wrap for me in the West. I don't know if you want to talk about the Clippers. Really, there's nothing there. I know PG. I heard PG thirteen is uh, could be out for the year if he opts for surgery. I know Kawhi is probably considering maybe not coming back this year as well with the ACL injury. So um, this Clipper team might take a year off and then come back stronger next year. 
Yeah, and I think that's smart. Like, if, you, if you're not going to, you know, be in any sort of contention, don't rush back. Don't get re-injured and then be out next year and sit out another year. So. Absolutely. That's why I, I mean, they're that, playing that's smart on their part. Lakers. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're playing it smart. Instead of going out there and getting, getting up a bunch of assets for, for trying to win now and hopes PG-13 and, and Kawhi come back, you really just take the year out and say, hey, guys, you know, this wasn't it, uh, but let's just get healthy and, and come back ready to go next year. That's what the Warriors did. They had a lot of people down there yep. last year, and you know they took them a, a bad year to the chin. But now look at them; they, they didn't give up anybody. They kept all their assets, and now they're the number two seed in the Olympia. Two, yeah, two more things I want to talk about, and then we'll go. We'll get ready for part two. But uh, can you talk about a more disappointing team in the West? Obviously, besides the Lakers, but Portland. Portland needs to blow that shit up. I mean. Mm-hmm. They, they, we've seen this time and time again. McCollum and Lillard are not the answer with that team. I, I don't know what it is. They just can't figure it out. And, you know, I, I just – I'm surprised that they're this bad. I mean, you know, you and I, I think, had them – I can't remember our, our conference previews, but I think we had them higher than 10. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think that's far-fetched to say. But they're so bad, and it's you know I feel bad for Chauncey. I know this is his first coaching job, but he thought he was walking into a better situation than this. And do you see McCollum or Lillard getting dealt before the deadline? Not Lillard. I could see McCollum did possibly getting shipped. Um, it all just depends, like you said, of which direction they want to go. I did hear Ben Simmons. There's talks about Ben Simmons coming here. So yeah. um, we'll the Blazers. The Blazers got to figure this shit out, really. Um, I don't think they're going to deal with Lillard until maybe in the offseason. I think it's kind of a too big of a of a, of a trade to have to do in the deadline. So, yeah, um, definitely can see McCollum leaving. I know they have Nurkic and, and uh, Covington in, 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 the, in the trade block. So, there's a lot of other pieces maybe leaving. We're talking about the Lakers blowing it up. I can definitely see Portland blowing it up more than the Lakers. So another quick point thing I wanted to point out too, though, about Portland, you have a point. I can see Lillard getting down the off season because, you know, he's been out, you know, he got the injury. Hope he gets back soon and, and, and healthy and, and ready to go. And Fernie Simmons has been stepping in and balling yeah. out. And I think that's a blessing in disguise for the front office. I think they, you know, with the Lillard injury, he kind of opened it, opened the door for him, and I think they are comfortable in dealing with Lillard uh, because they know they have Simmons really who can step in and, and become a, a pretty good piece for this team. So um, that is a awesome, that is a bright spot for Portland. I will say is that they have they found a gem in Anthony Simmons getting enough playing time, and and they might just stick with him if if Lillard is going to want to leave. Yeah, they just need to they need to blow it up and just rebuild. I mean, do a true rebuild. Portland has always been that franchise where they think they can retool or add a piece or two, and then they'll be back in contention. They always get blown out in the first round, and I don't think this is going to be any different this year. And, you know, if, if Simmons is on the table, Simmons and Anthony, and Anthony Simons, Anthony Simons, my bad, um, I think those two, that could be a bright future for them. And obviously, Ben Simmons has to get in basketball shape again, but – those two, I mean, like you said, they found a diamond in the rough with Simons and, um, you know, Lillard's probably going to go, who knows? I mean, if they can figure out a McCollum package for Simmons, I don't know where Lillard goes then, maybe the Knicks. But, 
um, or Dallas. I mean, I know you were hot on that Dallas rumor, mm-hmm. and maybe KP ends up being that trade piece. But absolutely, um, absolutely. yeah. I mean, that, it, Portland to me, they're just such a disappointing organization. And I feel for Billups, man. They need to give him a, a true shot at like building his team that he wants. Yeah, and, they're they're a horrible road team. They're the worst road yeah. team in the, in the West. I think three and three and uh, no, excuse me, four and fifteen. So, uh, if, for any betters out there, if Portland's on the road, I would definitely just pick the other team, whoever it is, uh, because they are just not winning games. On yeah, the road. they they just lost to Miami tonight. So I mean, yeah. Um, and one more thing, I wanted to ask you, Zion, is he, are we gonna see him again, or is this is, is this it for the year? Like he's done. I truly think he's. Um, the more I think about it, the more I'm gonna. Uh, it it sounds less dramatic, but I think he's gonna retire from basketball. I I really do. I I. Don't, when soon? Not soon. I'm not talking this year. Um, maybe next year. Um, wow. And I would say give him two years. And I think he will retire. Um, mm. Just the dudes dealing with so many health issues. And, and, you know, Charles Barkley had a good point. I've seen him on the show a couple of times talk about it. Um, you shouldn't be having this many injuries as young as he is. Um, these are the kind of injuries you get as you get older through the season or through the career. You know, you have a couple of mileages under you. Uh, but the dude's like our age. I think he's younger than us. And, and he's, you know, getting foot injuries, you know, hip injuries. Like, dude, like. It's it's all on your weight, and and I I feel like if Zion hasn't really trimmed his weight now, I don't I don't see him ever doing it in his career. So I think I think he's gonna play. I'm not saying he's done like he he's already played his last basketball game. He's gonna come back at some point, but I don't think he's gonna ever be as effective as we all hoped he was gonna be. And I really truly believe. It's all getting to him mentally. He's just going to retire from the game of basketball in two to three years. Wow. I mean, is this a Greg Oden story all over again? Yes, 100%. I've, I've seen a lot of similarities with it, and it's sad to say, but I can definitely, definitely, definitely see see it happening. Yeah, I didn't. I, I thought he would kind of – like, I think Barkley said, Point two. I feel like he's going to eat his way out of New Orleans before he retires. Um, I don't think he signs his rookie extension. I don't think – I think he's going to be the first player ever to not sign his extension, his max extension, once his rookie contract is up. And uh, New Orleans, I mean, I can't really blame them for him – for his health being the way it is. Maybe they're – you know, they're – Medical staff is that bad, but I don't, I, I don't think so. I mean, the dude, I mean, he's been having injuries like this since Duke. I mean, it's just all that weight. He needs to lean up. I mean, he really needs to, if he really wants to be a factor in this league, he really needs to lose weight. I mean, that's the only way I see him playing. But now that you said that, I mean, it's, I didn't ever think of that as a possibility. But if his health keeps nagging him the way it does, yeah, no question I could see him retiring sooner rather than later and that's just crazy to say because he kind of hit you know took the storm by or took the league by storm a couple of years ago with how he was playing and you know uh, it's kind of he's just overweight and he can't really do much and it's just unfortunate to see because he has so much talent so much potential to really be a top dog in the league and you know 
it's just not it's not working out that way. Yeah, man. I mean, the, I've been hearing it more t- time and time again. Like, oh, Zion's coming back from rehab. Zion, oh, Zion. Yeah. Got Zion got hurt from in rehab. Like, there's a setback. Blah blah blah. I'm like, dude. Like, when are you? Like, when was the last time you played an NBA game? Like, I don't remember. You didn't play this season so far. Like, mm-hmm. I don't remember when you played last season. So, it's concerning, especially you know, investing in him, being the number one pick, and it kind of stings, you know, with John Moran doing what he's doing. So, um. As a Pelican franchise, I think at some point you got to have to just tell yourself, like, hey, like, we got to take the L here and move on from him because maybe he just needs a fresh face. Maybe that's the solution. Maybe he needs to go somewhere else, um, get himself out of New Orleans, and maybe that's what he needs. But for now, these these nagging injuries is just going to take a toll on him physically and mentally, and that's why I don't I, – I can honestly say I can see him leaving the game uh, sooner rather than later. That's crazy to even say, but I mean, it could happen. You know, we saw it happen to Odin, it happened to Brandon Roy. I mean, it's happened to a bunch of guys, so you know, yeah, we'll see what happens there. But yeah, that's the West, right? That's why I'd ask you about Zion because mm-hmm. just like Simmons, I mean, we just haven't heard anything. It's always a setback with him. Obviously, they can't find a deal with Simmons, so it's like, are we ever going to see these two playing basketball for the near future? Like, come on, I think the these difference is the difference is with Simmons, it's more like. It's more, yeah, it's more, it's more he doesn't want Murray. to be there. Like, physically, he can go out there ball if he wants to. But I think he just doesn't want to, to be quite honest with you. But with Zion, it's yeah. the opposite. We're like, Zion just can't. He literally can't go out there and play. He's always getting hurt for some stupid reason. Yeah, it's it's tough, man. But, yeah, that's the West. I mean, we'll get to the East and Simmons and the, and the Sixers and all that in the next part. But that's it. I, mean, I don't know if you have anything on – the Minnesota Timberwolves or oh, no way. Oh <laughs> hell no. Or the Kings. Uh uh-uh. I actually you know real quick, who's the team that you think will just at the deadline be a bunch be sellers? Like oh. do you think the Kings are just gonna unload the unload Fox and Halliburton? Mm-hmm. What do you think who do you think is gonna be a seller? I don't think the Kings will be sellers whatsoever. I I've heard reports today actually that um, the Kings are gonna stick to Tyrese and and De'Aaron Fox, kind of build around those two. So I can see Buddy Heald getting traded, uh, a couple of those other guys, but not not we're not seeing De'Aaron nor Tyrese leave that squad for a bit. Um, I did hear reports on that, so I don't see them being sellers in terms of the other teams in the West. Obviously, the Rockets are already trying to sell with with Eric Gordon. Uh, the Thunder are always selling. You know, they'll sell anything for draft picks. And, and the Spurs as well, they're in the total rebuild. But um, the most likely to sell is probably Portland, um, as we referred to, if yeah. McCollum and, and everybody else, if they decide to go that route. But um, other than that, obviously, the other ones below them are definitely sellers, um, except for the Kings. I don't see them being sellers at all. I think the Spurs, if they can get a Simmons package, they should be selling everything. Because I, I I honestly think Philly's gonna get desperate unloading Simmons at some point because Daryl Moore needs to realize he's not gonna get a superstar for a superstar like Jensen is. And I think if the Spurs throw Dejounte Murray and uh, Keldon Johnson and picks or whatever, I I really think they'll take it. And you know, I, Pop doesn't have much years left. I don't know when he's gonna retire, but. Um, you know, I, I think the Spurs, if they can get Simmons out of any package, they'll, they'll just do a full build around Simmons and hope for the best. But, yeah, I mean, the, the Blazers are the obvious answer. If, you know, 
McCollum, if they can get any sort of assets from McCollum, he's good. He's good as gone. Maybe if somebody wants Larry Nance or Covington, but um, yeah. But Portland's probably the number. I just wanted to ask if you had any other teams out there, but I mean, you said pretty much the same thing. So yeah, that's surprising about Sacramento. Though. I mean, you would think, well, what are they building around Fox? I don't know. I mean, we've, just, we've already seen this movie. It's kind of over with. I say build around Halliburton and you know try to figure that out, but. I don't run the Kings, so Kings will always be the Kings. I like how they were trying to dog Westbrook, and it's like, bro, you're the Sacramento Kings. What have you guys done since the Chris Webber days? Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. This there's something else, bro. There's something else. The, the Kings, they're like the Blazers. They're they refuse to do a total rebuild again. I think they right. they're a couple pieces away. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. We just keep going back and forth, but. That's it, y'all. NBA will get to the East in part two. Stay safe, stay blessed. Peace. Peace.